Thursdays. Every Thursday. Yo, welcome to Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Psych. <laughs> you thought you you thought you was listening to that fucking blonde, spiky head motherfucker. Nope, nope, no flames on this shirt, bitch. You're listening to We Love Wednesdays every Thursdays, and this is Cooley, and you're chilling with me and my boy Roberto. I am here. Yeah, any spikes in your head? Uh, I have. I I am wearing a flame shirt. I just gotta warn you. Like I got a bowler shirt. It's flamey, and but I'm ready to rock. No guy lights though, right? Uh, not today. I washed them out. I was warned about them. Uh, and yeah, so I didn't want your audience to see me like that. Word, word. So, yo, this was a, this was a weird week, man. How so? Uh, there was so many things that came out and I didn't really get to read everything, but the stuff that I read was like, there were things that I thought were like, I, there were things that I thought were, were great, but not, you know, spectacular. There was one consistent, and there was one that actually blew me out of the fucking water. So, so uh, where do you want to start? I'm I'm gonna let you start it off this week. Uh, all right, yeah, I want to do I want to do two I want to do two quick hits in a row, if you don't mind. You go um, for it, bro. They they tie in together, right? So, um, I'm a big fan of uh, we, we've been we've been talking about all these new writers, right? Like we love Vita, we love Kelly Thompson, um, and and there's a bunch of like. Uh, not not that they're new, but you know what I'm saying. There's people who uh, we've we've got the people that we always gravitate towards, and that's still true. So they're while we us, yeah, yeah, that's I mean facts. So um, so yeah, like Brian Michael Bendis is one, and uh, but Tom King is becoming you know right up there with that BMB and Brian K Vaughn and all that. Like I want to read anything Tom King now. So right. I started my I started my week with Batman. Right. And and Batman's really interesting right now, because what's going on in Batman is he's still dealing with um, the loss of his relationship, like his marriage went down in flames. It was never to be. And since then, the book since then, this is 54. And it's so it's four issues later. It's been him dealing with it. And you got to have a really good eye to, you know, so far to feel like that, to, to understand that this is the way that he's processing his grief. But uh, in this issue, it's just plain and simple. Nightwing is there to help him deal with it. They go through some flashbacks to really draw you into how important their relationship is with each other. Um, but what it all came down to is Nightwing was forcing himself to be there for Batman, even though Batman didn't want to acknowledge that he was going through some shit. Catwoman's pretty hmm. hot, man. I'd, I'd be going through some shit, too, if I lost Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so again, this this book's written by Tom King. Um, and, and here's where I want to go with this, right? So another one of my favorite writers, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, he launched a new book this week called Cover. Did you get to read Cover? I didn't get to read it yet. That's one of the ones I'm, I'm uh, backlogged on, but go ahead. All right. Cover uh, covers really interesting. It's about it. You, it's one of those books where you start to wonder how much of the creator's uh, life is in here, how much of stuff that's around him. You know what I mean? Because it's about a uh, it's about a comic book artist. So uh, they're at Comic-Con. There's a comic book artist. And uh, long the, the long story of it 
put shortly is that uh, somebody's trying to flip him and uh, recruit him into the CIA. And when you and I heard the concept, we immediately started thinking, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because Tom King, right, previously mentioned from writing the Batman books, uh, what a lot of people still don't know is that Tom King was like a CIA agent in the same capacity that this this female character is in the book cover. So um, so, yeah, we have suspicions and and little conspiracy theories as to where Brian Michael Bendis is pulling this inspiration from. Um, but I thought that was a cute one, two combo, right? Like we got Batman written by Tom King and Brian Michael Bendis. Another one of my favorite writers is writing a book that kind of sort of has some, uh, parallels to Tom King's life. So yeah, uh, that, that, that's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. So like Batman's written by Tom King and Tom King's written by, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. yeah I couldn't have put it better myself. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so you had a combo too, right? Cause I'm talking about a one, two combo. Uh, I'll probably get into the walking dead in a little bit. Um, but you had a, you got a three piece combo. It's really, it's, is it a three piece? Yeah, it is actually. It, it is. is. Y- yes. Yo. Yo, so Jerry Duggan or Duggan, 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 uh, when, I, Duggan. when I meet him someday, I'll ask him how to pronounce his name. Uh, but, uh, Jerry, I'm going to call him Jerry, if you don't mind, Jerry. Uh, he is writing a book that everybody's reading right now called, uh, what, what's it called? Infinity something? Infinity Wars, right? Something like that? Yeah. It's like Infinity War, but it's plural. There's a lot of wars going on. Um, so, in, so in the last Infinity War or Wars, this, uh, this book kind of introduces the concept of Infinity Warp. Um, which is like all these like different uh, timelines and in and, and parallel universes uh, where, you know, the infinity gems are, are also located. Um, so this concept is going to introduce us to a bunch of different um, like versions of our favorite characters. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure that that's where this uh, book comes from. It's called as guardians of the, of the galaxy. So as guardians of the galaxy. So as guardians being the people from Asgard. Um, and it's a play on the word guardians, obviously. I know I don't have to break this down, but I decided to. Um, but it's got a bunch of characters that are not our favorite characters from Guardians of the Galaxy. But- a bunch of characters. It, they're such big characters that I was looking at the limit, right? Like I was like, oh, this seems like a giant team. It's not really as many people as it seems it's they're they're larger than life characters more so right. than the contemporary movie guardians of the galaxy right right so you have uh you have instead of drax the destroyer you actually have the destroyer right the armor yeah uh, what's her name there uh from the image universe that they pulled over angela uh is also in it she's like the leader of the team it seems uh, Thunderstrike is part of the team, and it looks like a weird, like, teenage Thunderstrike, no? Yeah. A little floppy hair and, and these, like, weird goggles, and you know, he, he just seems weird, uh, like, like one of us, you know, like, just, just like if, if you made me a, uh, I don't have floppy hair, mind you, but, but I have, like, no hair, but if you, uh, 
if you put me into the Marvel universe and like I was in the middle of a fight, I'd be swinging around like the the Asgardian hammer and whatnot, and then like get my ass kicked, and then somebody else would come in and save my life because I wouldn't know what the fuck I was doing as a superhero. So it kind of looks like that kind of a, a a thing going on with this dude. Like he looks like he can kick some ass, but looks like he also uh, kind of needs to get saved from time to time. Um, and you got a couple of other characters, uh, the uh, executioner, um, Valkyrie, who, you know, kind of makes a surprise appearance halfway through, uh, kind of know that she's in it because she's on the cover, but, uh, oh, and, uh, Throg, the Frog of Thunder. Yes. Yes. Which was, which was fun. That was fun to see. Koki Thor. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's just it's just a, it seems like a fun book. It seems like they 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 have a an idea of where they're going, but they haven't shared it with us yet. So I have no idea where they're going, um, and uh, it's going to be fun to read. But this is a three piece because the books that I read were all kind of from the same uh, you know universe or whatever, or the, they're all from the same universe, but it's kind of from the same uh, story, I guess, because Duggan also had a hand in this book called Thanos uh, Legacy. So we all know that Thanos was killed in the first issue of this Infinity Wars saga. Um, and this this book, Legacy, which is also co-written by Donny Cates and uh, with, with, a, with art from a bunch of people, uh, the, the book is basically just a rundown of what was going on prior to Thanos getting killed when he gets killed and what happens right after he gets killed, uh, which is basically uh, his brother, Eros, finds a uh, a will, a last will and testament um, that Thanos had kind of like, I guess, like built around his heart, which was which is a weird place to keep your last will and testament, but actually a very logical place. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I'm dead, like, yeah, my, my last will and testament is right there. You, you don't have to look any further. It's right there. Uh, no need to get a lawyer. Just fucking cut my heart out, and there it is. Yeah, there's some metaphor stuff in there, too. Go for it. Shine nope. some light. Nope. is <laughs> what it is, right? Like, it's just, it's it's your heart, right? Like, so yeah. <laughs> uh, keeping it close to your chest. Uh, and There you go. You could get you could go deeper with it. I'm not gonna go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this I don't the Ghost Rider appearance was dope. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love this character. I I am loving this character. This character is Wait a minute. now one of my favorites. Wait a minute. Uh, so you're still talking about book two, right? You haven't moved on. Yeah. Yeah. So so the Thanos Legacy book. And I'm sorry, I, I assume that you had read it, but you probably I, didn't, right? No, I didn't read it. All right, so there's an appearance from Cosmic Ghost Rider. Um, and it's, it's fucking great. It's, it's awesome. And the conversation that he has with Eros is, is fantastic. And I can't wait to see what, what blossoms from this. I don't know if this is a one-shot or if this is a book that's going to continue. Um, but if it... You know, if it's a one shot, that's great. It's like they'll pick it up in the rest of the titles that are tying into Infinity Wars. But but man, Donnie Cates struck gold when he created Cosmic Ghost Rider, man. Like he's just a really cool character. He's funny which, as fuck, but which brings us into your book three, right? Like Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah. 
That's <laughs> book three. Yo, am um, I am I crazy that that the scripts um have have just been fantastic for Cosmic Ghost? Right? Like the words are just so delicious. No, no, no. The the words are what make that that's what makes the book. Cosmic Ghost Rider has no right being a good thing in 2018. It may no, be no, maybe no. Frank, Frank Castle is the Punisher because somebody killed his family. Yep. Frank Castle dies and becomes the spirit of vengeance. The spirit of vengeance gets collected by Galactus and turned into his herald. And then his herald gets captured by Thanos and made into his servant. So everything that's it's like not like one person should not go through all of those steps and still be a cool character. Right. And yet all is so silly. And yet, so, so in this issue, we've got cable coming after him, right? With his group, what's his group called in here? The guardians of the galaxy. It was right. So cables coming at him with the guardians of the galaxy. You got, uh, you, you got Rocket, who's in Iron Groot. He's like Rocket is piloting a body made out of Groot. Yeah, and and the caption says, "Shut up, you like it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Cable comes laugh so hard. Yeah, me too. Cable comes and does his. He Cable comes and does his jam right. Like I'm from the future. Uh, like you are about to fuck shit up really bad, so I'm here to stop you from fucking shit up really bad. And Cosmic Ghost Rider says, "Oh, okay, cool." Listen, I'd love to give you this baby, except uh, I don't want to, and I don't care about your dumb future. <laughs> that's not me paraphrasing. That's the script. No. That is yeah, it. that is that is that is fucking word for word what Ghost Rider says. Yo, I love Baby Thanos, man. Yeah, yeah. Baby Thanos is the best. He he fucking goes crazy and. and and he's like, what did I tell you? He's like, no murders. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Thanos, bad. <laughs> hey, before uh, before he got into hijinks, he had to have a babysitter. You want to elaborate on the babysitter? Yeah, so fucking Ghost Rider flies up to the watcher, throws the baby at him and says, hey, watcher, watch this baby. <laughs> <laughs> it Doesn't it seem so natural? Doesn't it seem like that's the watcher's, like, Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's like we finally figured it out. Now we know what the watcher is there for. Oh my god! I, I I'm telling you, I have. It has been a long time since I've had this much fun. I think the last time I had this much fun reading a comic, and I mean like this much, like like outright laughter, um, from page to page, has to be uh, Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis on Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. Yeah, that Deadpool run was another like laugh out loud hysterical I, book. I I'll, this it might be a it might be a all the way back to Scott Pilgrim for me, um, since since I've enjoyed a book like just just joy, you know what I mean? Nothing mm-hmm. to do, nothing to do with like quality of storytelling or anything like that, and not not that I'm knocking it. I'm just without judgment, just pure joy just from the scripts. There's another yeah, part. Yeah, the best right? thing about the best thing about this shit is that. Look, Donny Cates established himself on the Thanos run. I don't know if you read the Thanos series, uh, but man, that was some fucking solid storytelling. That was solid storytelling, great character development. You you got to know Thanos, uh, and it wasn't like it wasn't hokey. There was no silliness. So for him to establish himself there, and then just throw 
everything else out the fucking window and just go balls to the wall with Cosmic Ghost Rider and still deliver is it's just he's it shows his range as a writer. There's 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 a range there. Um, <laughs> if you great. want if you want to see like the the pure wonder of literature, look no further than that's not cool, man. Galactus never did anything to anyone and you just shot him into space. <laughs> like this is going to be dissected in classrooms uh, during the actual timeline that this takes place in. That's not cool, man. <laughs> Galactus never did anything to anyone. <laughs> oh my God. The book is great. So I've got to ask you at this point, um, we've talked about our favorite writers, right? You and I fangirl over Brian Michael Bendis, right? I don't know if it's, it's cool to make like a, a, a sexuality based reference like that, you know, whatever. I, I forgive me if it's not, uh, but we go nuts over Brian Michael Bendis and, um, and we already talked about Bendis and Tom King. I'm going to, my last book, I'm going to talk about Kirkman. And with all of these quality writers, right? With all of these quality writers, can we say that that this is our book of the week? Yes. Is that is that what's happening? Cosmic Ghost Rider? Cosmic Ghost Rider is, wow, it's tough because I think what you're about to talk about might be my book of the week. Cosmic Ghost Rider is really, really, really close. Um, and the only reason why I think so, so you're about to talk about The Walking Dead. Yep. And I'm going to let you talk about that and then we'll get to the book of the week for me. Okay. All right. Cause I don't want to take any of your thunder from this. So go ahead and, and, and no, I... give us the, give us the lowdown uh. on The Walking Dead. I feel like, um, I feel like you have, just as much if not more passion about what's happening in the walking dead right now as i do which is which is interesting because i'm a che i'm a che fan like i'm a there's a revolutionary in my heart right uh and what happens in this book is after uh after issues and issues and issues of setup between these new communities you don't see it coming you don't see it speeding up anytime soon and yet right. here it goes right in this issue. And it's not to do with zombies. It is the revolution has begun and the revolution will not be televised in their particular neck of the woods. But even without it televised, our revolution in real life, like right now, if you look outside the window, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. It doesn't matter if you're red or blue. It doesn't none of those things matter. The fact is it's out there. It's real. It's happening. What we can agree on is that that's going down right now, right? Like you just look at your social media and watch how much like vitriol and hatred there is for other people and watch how divided we are. And it's like he predicted this whole Nike fiasco because in here, uh, Michonne gets, you know, starts rocking some Nikes and then all the white people in the village was like, yo, we're not, we're not wearing Nike. And they started burning their Nikes. And that's where this issue went wrong. You can see on the cover, Michonne, running in her running sneakers and fire all over the place from people burning their Nikes. I'm probably not being exactly literal, but, uh, but there's definitely a parallel to what's happening in our world right now. Tell right. me, about, Ray, tell them about the Twinkie. Tell them more about the Nikes. Aunt. <laughs> oh, y'all want to know about some Nikes. So, so my boy, CK seven, CK7, if y'all don't know who that is, that's Colin Kaepernick. He's number seven 
for the 49ers. Uh, not anymore because he doesn't play for an NFL team, not because he doesn't want to, but because they've colluded against him for what he stands for or did not stand for, I should say, because he's the person that started the whole movement. No, no, where he no, went. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I got you started. Really? You've become the revolutionary at some point. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I meant in the book. <laughs> I meant in the ah, book. yes. <laughs> okay, I'll reel myself in. I'm sorry, you got me going. No, I love that you was going there. I feel like an asshole for pulling you back. <laughs> I will. I will. Let me regroup. Hold on. Would you right. Would you agree that there was parallels, like to today's society? Like, like I didn't yeah. give a description of what was happening in the in the story. I I kind of mocked it and made that parallel, but it's it's true, right? Like, there's that parallel happening in the book. Yo, with- your boy's wife is having an affair with somebody that that's on the uh guards team or whatever on the on the on on the army of this uh this community that they've all moved into uh and so he he approaches one of the officers and he and he quote unquote assaults them now these guys are in full body armor the other guy is kind of just a normal like you know jag he's just another guy and uh you know he assaults them uh, and they literally gang up on him and beat the living shit out of him where he's beaten to death. Um, Michonne steps in to, to try and save him, but quickly finds out that her role in the community as, as the lawyer in the community is now going to be called upon to defend the guards that beat the man, basically to prove that they did nothing wrong and win back the, the uh, community's trust in these guards, which is exactly what happens with this police brutality shit that CK7, who I mentioned before, was protesting against. Um, and that's what ties it all into the Nikes and the burning of the Nikes yeah, and so, so on. And I, so I make jokes about the Nikes, but here's, here's what's real. Here's the very real parallel that's undeniable, right? There is fascism at, at play in the community and what you've got is the security guards who are teaming up and doing their thing and not for the safety, not to serve and protect, but to seek out vengeance on this dude. Right. So you've got, you've got got an operative of fascists. And at the same time, in response, the community was responding and to be anti-fascist is Antifa. Like, that's what's happening in our world right now, and that's what was happening in this book. So it was a really interesting perspective. And and especially Kirkman, right? Like a, like a country boy, it's really interesting to see him put this into his book. Like, I wonder how much of it is deliberate. I've got to give him enough credit to assume that much of it is, but... but no, man, it, it, it is so definitely right. deliberate. Like, I don't... Look, man, I don't see any way that it couldn't be this is definitely putting her in a position where she needs to defend somebody who did something wrong and she knows it's wrong. And it's yet, yeah, it, there's no way that this is not a direct parallel to what's happening in our community today. And, and this, and, and this, ta- this, I think this brings me to the point where I'm going to tell you that this is my book of the week, not just because of what he did in this issue, this is my book of the week because all the issues leading up to this issue had me saying, what the fuck is he going to do with this community? What is, why is this community so bad? What is going to happen? How is this going to be a conflict 
for our heroes right. in this book. Because there's no governor and there's no um there's no clear bad guy. Right. I mean, right? And I, I mean and I'm, douchebags, certainly, but absolutely. But I mean, being a douchebag doesn't make you a villain, right? right. So so I'm 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 reading and and reading and waiting and and I'm like starting to feel like it's getting stagnant and I'm like yeah I don't know maybe people are right maybe this shit is getting too long in the tooth and then he comes out of nowhere with this issue that feels like it came out of nowhere but guess what everything that he's been doing has built has this like this isn't just something that he wrote into the story this is something that you could feel building with every decision that was made, including her taking a job as a lawyer in that community. So, I mean, I, my hat is off to somebody who crafted such a, a, a brilliant long game in this. Um, it, it's very, it, it's very much the thing that I applaud with Bendis and the way that he has the ability to kind of, you know, plant things and not use them until he drops the hammer. You know what I mean? And this is something that Kirkman has shown the ability to do, but everything with Kirkman so far, not, not with Kirkman in general, but in walking dead has kind of been on the surface. Everything's been in your face. When you meet Negan, you know, he's a prick. When you met the governor, you knew he was a prick. When you see zombies, you know, they're going to fucking bite your face with this community. You had no clue what was happening until this issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, facts, facts. You, you win. You win. This this is the this is the book of the week. Cosmic Ghost Rider is fucking dope. And if our audience isn't reading it, you need to read it. We know that everybody in the world is reading The Walking Dead or watching The Walking Dead or familiar with The Walking Dead. So I, I want to make sure you're familiar with Cosmic Ghost Rider. But but you you bring up some undeniable tr- uh, truths here and the challenge and and putting your franchise on the line like that in a way that might rub people the wrong way not only with and and he didn't take a he didn't take a, a stance on politics right so he shouldn't right. alienate people on one side or the other um he, he just made a reflection and that's that's art at its best right a reflection of society right but but here's where he did kind of take a stance is by putting our hero in the shoes of the person that's kind of on our side you know, well, I mean, she's on team fascists right now. Well, she's on team fascists, but her her sensibilities, her morals, and her loyalties are not team fascists. Right? You see, you see what I'm saying, and yeah. you know this, and you can feel it. So, so not only, I mean, all of that's a big risk in itself. But this story, this story that he's telling right now, and I would argue that the the book has never been about zombies, but the zombies have always been a large enough presence that you could easily say that it's a zombie story, right? The walking dead. That's what's it about. It's about zombies, right? Like you could, you could easily say that you and I know that it's much more intricate and detailed than that. And it's much more layered and the zombies are actually tertiary. Right. But in this particular story, even though there were zombies and a zombie threat occurred in this particular story, this story is not about zombies at all. This story right now that this issue anyway, and this, this, um, this this schism is not about zombies at all. And I would say that that's another risk, too, because I know that there's a percentage of his audience that is here for the zombies. Yeah, yeah, I know. But but we got some zombies. We got some zombies in this issue. We know that the world is populated by zombies and it's mo- more than likely the majority of the population of this world is zombies. So so we know they're there. 
but something that this book has never been about, like you said, is zombies. This book has always been about the characters and how they react in this world. And what they're showing us is a place where they've kind of got it right. And unfortunately, getting it right meant living under a fascist boot heel, <laughs> you know, and, and it's and it's just this is just that's a brilliant perspective because I never felt like they got it right. I never well, no, it, when you when you like enter the safe, they had it safe. Yes. But, the but I'm saying like when you enter this community, the even 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 Michonne was just like, wow, this is, you know, there's nothing wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until until something was wrong. Right. And now we know that they didn't really get it right. And, and it's literally what we don't want. But. But I mean, at first, at first glance, you're like, they got it right. You know what I mean? And that, and that's what this, that's what this part of the story is about. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I get it, man. And, and, and sure, there are going to be people that are like, you know, put off by not seeing zombies. But I mean, just think of how many people you've talked to that are just like, oh, I don't want to read anything about zombies or, you know, how many, how how many issues can you have of zombies? You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, you get, you get both sides, man. You get both sides. I'm with you. So it's, it's our book of the week. Hey man, uh, since we're talking about politics, I, I never wanted to do it on the show. Like I never wanted to declare myself, but I, I just, I've got to be, I've got to be honest. And I find that it's relevant right now. Um, I'm an Xbox guy and uh, I, I have a PlayStation four and it largely collects dust. I played event horizon and the uncharted and the, you know, I got a war most recently, but it feels like, feels like one game a year that I enjoy on my PlayStation. I am not a happy PlayStation customer and I am such a moron. <laughs> I'm such a moron that I had to buy a second PlayStation because it has the Spider-Man logo on it. And I'm a ridiculous Spider-Man fan. Yes. I, I you know, I wasn't going to call you out on that. I mean, we're, we're friends. Um, uh, I would not have done that, but I commend you for having the commitment of character and <laughs> I, there's no part of me that regrets it i just know that i'm stupid i know i'm stupid but i don't regret it. like i look over there and i see my spider-man playstation whether or not i play it i have a spider-man playstation and i'm happy i don't want a skin i want the legit spider-man playstation but man i started playing this game today man spider so spider if you don't know uh on on today friday september 7th uh the spider-man ps4 game came out and uh, it's been a bit of a treat to be able to play Spider-Man with beautiful graphics in 4K on this on this PS4 Pro. Uh, yeah, there's some wonky things happening with the story, but I just wanted to mention to our audience that uh, there's some good times being had outside of comic books with comic book properties right now. Uh, yep, uh, Spider-Man being one of them. The other uh, good time that I had today, because I did play Spider-Man and I agree with you 100%, had a lot of fun with it. Uh, and the other thing that, uh, you know, is outside of comic books, but still comic book property and still fun uh, or fun for the first time fun is first time. Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So may I go? May I? I I'll let you. I'm going to I'm going to give you the whole floor. I just all, all systems go. I'm just I just want to throw out some notes. Um, I think it is improved on every level. 
And if our audience right now is saying, well, what does that mean? Because it was shit to begin with. So it, you, if you improve shit, what is that? Uh, Not shit. I want to say that the fight scenes, the fight scenes are, are good. They weren't good before and they weren't even good in defenders. I would, I hated the fight scenes in defenders. You and I might disagree a little bit on that. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the fight scenes here. Uh, so this, this actor, uh, is Finn, right? Finn Jones. Yeah. So he, so it's, they've been working with him on the fighting and it's much improved and it shows. And I appreciate that his acting still needs a little, it's improved, but he still suffers. There's a new character. I don't even remember his name. He, he's, he plays, you know, his friend, uh, with, with some working group that he's, he's in. And I love this character and I love him as an actor. But again, it drew a contrast because I was really enjoying watching one of the performers act. And then it goes back to Finn Jones. And I'm like, eh, now, now he looks dumb acting next to this like great guy. Uh, But yeah, anyway, I want to say that it's much improved. I'm real early on, but uh, my, my first couple of episodes, I would say are in the seven or eight range when I hated all of season one and it was a yeah i hated all of season one i'm with you 100 percent. i agree that it's 100 percent. i think it's 100 percent improved like because it was at zero percent for me i like so like i like it i like it the fact that i like it means that it's 100 percent improved it's gone 100 percent in the other direction um i'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever yet i still have to see where it's going i'm even earlier than you i only watched the first episode the introduction of typhoid mary was really i thought that was cool as hell yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, like, just like, just she just seems like a really fun actress. Like, she's cool. Yeah. Um, they made her character make sense for our world. And that's what they did yeah. with Kingpin previously. And he was amazing. The notes on the wall. Uh, yeah. Don't go out. Uh, uh, don't leave the house. Research into that. Right. Like, that's a person's life. Like, that's a thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. People people are like that like they have split personalities and they leave notes for each other like that's some crazy shit and she was legit she did a great job being crazy like i loved it she and i think she's going to be an amazing villain going forward uh i haven't seen anything more from her yet so you've seen episode two i don't know if she shows up again but uh i mean colleen wing is still fantastic they're these two working together to uh to fight the triad and you know the different gangs and stuff like that in the restaurant. That was re- that was really dope. Like was everything was fun, great. Yeah. Yeah. I do got to throw I got to throw some rotten tomatoes though at the uh, at the sex scene. Like what? <laughs> the worst Yo, your boy, since, your boy brought cronuts since since showgirls in the in the pool, right? Like there was a sex scene in the showgirls, and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. And this was yeah, this was uh, a not. It was a really not good sex scene. Not that no. Now let's 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 talk about what makes a bad sex scene, right? Because like some people would posit that all sex is good sex, but let us break down this sex scene um, because technically this was like a not sex scene, right? Like I mean, like they weren't really having sex. You cannot have sex the way that they were having sex, right or wrong. Um. I mean, maybe you could, but I mean, <laughs> it, a, a, it would hurt like a son of a bitch for the dude. And B, like, I mean, I'm sorry that she would have to have like the Grand Canyon down there. Like, I, the audience, since since we've decided to go full Monty, 
Uh, <laughs> we're going to lay it out for you. Uh, they had a standing sex scene, not against the wall or anything like that. Nope. It was just standing in the middle of the hallway. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know. And he wasn't, he wasn't bouncing her up and down gently or like even a little bit rough. He was throwing her in the air and like a, like a fucking pizza dough. And <laughs> she was landing like on his, on his shit. And, and it's just like, that's not how that works. Like, I mean, you gotta be, I mean, that's some circus shit. I, man. Wanna, like, I, I, I don't want to go into it anymore. I just want to throw some rotten tomatoes out at that sex scene. Just cause it was, it was, it was like bad. noticeably bad. Right, it was noticeable. Uh, and one one more thing I want to point out about the show, uh, just because our audience is comic book nerds, and so are we. Um, I'm wondering if it bothers anybody that uh, that Danny Rand is with Colleen Wing when famously uh, he hooks up with uh, Misty. Misty Knight, yes. Uh, not to say that he won't, but it, it doesn't seem like they're they're leading to that in any way. And as a matter of fact, it. it 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 almost it would be weird if they did now, because uh, Colleen and Misty are so close. Yeah. So is it, is it weird? Is it off putting at all? I mean, I would say I would say it distracts me just one percent, just a tiny, tiny bit. Listen, I'm man, not- I'm gonna be honest with you. Can I can I just answer that question? <laughs> it bothers me, and it bothers me the same way that uh, not in the it doesn't bother me in the same way that. Luke Cage hooked up with uh, the night nurse or whatever. Um, it just bothers me because it's not what I, it's not, it's not the relation. It's not the classic relationship that I expected. You know what I mean? It doesn't bother me for any other reason, just that it's not what was, re- it's not, you know, from the comics, you know what I mean? In the comics, it's, it's, it's Misty and Danny and they have a relationship and like, now it's Colleen and Danny. So I guess it's like, it's not really terrible, but I wouldn't put it in the 1% column for me. I'd put it maybe in like the 10%, 10 Interesting. to 15%. Interesting. But it's not over. It's not overwhelming. It's just enough for me to be like, yeah, that's not right. That's not, the, that's not who he's supposed to be with. Yeah, it feels, it feels wrong. It feels, it feels just a little, it feels a little wrong. Anyway, uh, sorry. We've gone overboard. It's like Han, it's like Han Solo hooking up with, uh, you know, someone else, you know what I mean? Like and being with another woman, like it's just not it's not the same. It's Han and Leia. You know what I mean? Like that's who it is. Right. Like so if there was a another adaptation of it, like a comic book adaptation retelling all the Star Wars that we know, and then he's with like uh Mon what's her name? The uh Mon Mothma. Yeah. 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 That's Han's girl. Yeah, I like a mold, he says. That's his <laughs> <laughs> hey man you got any shout outs uh right now man shout out to ck ck7 man he's doing his thing he's got his uh he's got his little nike ad you know what i mean he's getting paid for that and he's so he's getting paid for something man i'm glad he's able to feed his family and uh you know it's not about the money i know that but at the same time yo props man i'm, I'm glad that he's still well he's, he's turning himself over. relevant he's turning over so much money like he's got the uh, know your rights camp and all this other stuff he's already donated over a million dollars um for um for the cause so yeah man that dude is dope that's a good shout out uh I don't want to lose any of our audience, but he's kind of one of my heroes. Uh, he's he's one of my guys just because he did 
like in my opinion, he did sacrifice. I understand that other people have different feelings and different interpretations of what it means to kneel. Um, and, but I'm I'm gonna let that rest. Uh, my shout out is uh, after we beat Ayala of uh, and submerged um, after we a couple weeks ago, and it was my favorite interview. And I've done a lot of these with other podcasts and stuff, and that was honestly uh, my favorite interview. Um, she was uh, she was in a neighboring city. So I took some of our students out to see her and uh, we had a great time, man. We were listening to her. She was talking about Magic the Gathering and how she's a, how she's a uh, Gryffindor and uh, all of these other things and how she broke into the business. Uh, but she spent a lot of time with our youth and uh, she was genuinely uh, in, a, in a genuine mentorship kind of capacity. Um, so, so I really appreciate, I really appreciate her taking the time to, to give feedback and be a guiding light to some of these students who want to express their creativity. Um, she represents that Latinx, like probably 80% of my students are, she represents uh, non-binary. Um, so I, I, I'm probably using the wrong pronouns. Um, but, uh, I, uh, but they did that too last night, which was interesting because they caught themselves using the wrong pronouns about somebody else. Uh, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I'm surprised you're using the right name. Uh, to be honest with you, that that means a lot that you're using the right name. That means you, yeah. you actually love this person. Um, uh, anyway, it, it was dope, and uh, and and they was rocking the Steambox shirt at the end of the night. We took some pictures and stuff like that. So, so uh, they representing the brand. Did some really cool social media stuff for us. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan. So that's, that's I, yeah. Yo, Vita's dope, and, and I am very. Uh, I'm glad that you were able to make it over there. I'm sad that I wasn't able to make it, but um, I do hope to see them over at uh, New York Comic Con when I go in October. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Vita's definitely not only an up, not only an up and coming writer uh, on the comic scene, but man, just a, a great person. Um, like, I, I can say I. Yeah. Is it weird to is it weird to consider someone like that like fam? You know what I mean? Like you and you and it's weird. It's weird. So here's here's the way I'm looking at it. Um, because as an introvert, um, who doesn't really get close to a lot of people, um, I'm I've I've been drawn to Vita uh, really quickly, and I think there's so many things in common, and uh, such a warm person. So I I think it's natural to feel that way when you have so many, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, it's just a really cool person. Uh, I don't think she understands the impact that she has on the students who had a really good time last night too. Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I just, I just hope she, uh, they keep doing what they're doing and, uh, you know, just doing it right. So yeah, good shout out. And that's going to do it for the week, man. Uh, next week we can get together and do, uh, some more about iron fist once we finish it up. Um, and maybe get a little bit more into Spider-Man. Granted that there, I mean, hopefully there won't be any, uh, you know, crazy comic book developments, um, and we can, uh, you know, give some shouts to some books and get into some fun stuff, man. I hope there are some crazy comic book developments. I hope we're talking about... I don't about... want any more, man. I just want to enjoy the ones we got. I hope we're talking about the Captain Marvel trailer next week. That's what I hope. Ooh, that'd be dope. Yeah. The suit was dope but I want more. All right, everybody. Peace. Peace.